Don't look like no psychopath to me. Can't judge a book by its cover. But you can judge one by its smell. He's cute. Yeah, total hobo fancy cover boy material. What you say, Mad Dog? You the psycho that did the boys' home massacre? Pretty tough bark-handed dude tied to a chair. Untie this punk-ass bitch. All right, but my money's on Hepatitis Harry. Forgive my students. They forget that viciousness serves only to make them look weak. Billy, if you'd be so kind. Just satisfied with your life? Me? Yeah. I eat trash and I sleep in piss. Everything according to plan. Speak to Master Lin with respect. Master Lin can eat my shit. Who the hell are you people? What's important is that we know who you are, Marcus. And that we know what you've done. You're a killer. If you value this particular proficiency, but I do. What if I told you there's a home for people like you? A school where you'd be surrounded by your peers. Only what I dress up like a Viking so you can take tasteful pictures. I'm offering you a chance to harness that fire inside you. To master the deadly arts. Deadly arts, yeah. That, uh, that sounds great. You know, this all seems really sane and, and normal and you all look like a fun bunch, but, uh, whatever this is, Welcome to A Deadly Class Act. I am your host, Rain Coleman, and this is the Carefree Black Nerd Review over Rick Remender, Image Comics, and now Sci-Fi new series, Deadly Class. Now, when you're listening to this episode of A Deadly Class Act, or when you're watching Deadly Class live on Sci-Fi or on demand or however you consume your Deadly Class media, (laughs) please use the hashtag ADCAPOD. That is A Deadly Class Act. That link will be in the show notes along with the social media links for yours truly. Hit me up on Twitter using the hashtag ADCAPOD at carefreeblurred. Um, Instagram and all other social medias, Carefree Black Nerd. Email me, carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com. Speaking of social medias, thank you all who have been listening or watching, rather, the Instagram IGTV, my um, TV station. <laughs> I guess I've been doing the one minute reviews Monday through Friday ish. And this last week, we kind of prepared for a deadly class. Um, I went over the first volume from Rick Remender's uh, run, the first six issues from back in 2014. So if you haven't and you've seen the first episode of Deadly Class, hop on over to the uh, Instagram profile, Carefree Black Nerd, hit on that uh, IGTV and go through and watch the one minute reviews. It should be uh, pretty interesting. Like I said, it leads you up to a little bit of backstory and a little bit of, um, I don't know, I guess continuity within the Deadly Class universe. Now, Getting right to it, this is one of my, if not top three favorite books. I'm always one for teenage angst. I'm always one for uh, high school uh, drama, supernatural, whatever. And this show gives me all of that. Now, 
for those of you who are just tuning in and haven't even looked at a daily glass this show is based on the graphic novel of the same name it's an unlikely coming of age story and it's set against the backdrop of the unsanitized 1980s counterculture which probably why it rings so true or so uh, nostalgic for me i love the 80s love 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 it uh 80s movies uh even though some of it can be somewhat problematic when looking at it through a contemporary lens but i do love the 80s the music especially this episode if nothing else y'all know it was some good ass music in this episode uh so episode one is reagan youth i know this episode was released back in december as i guess that's what shows are doing now they're releasing an episode or two having it available i know insecure i think did the same thing with the first season and i know i can't think right now but i know there's been a few other shows that have done similar similar um i guess promotional things to just get the word out there which i think was very smart uh though that was very smart this show was met with a lot of mixed reviews now there are some people i've you know listened to a review here and there and i've you know read some things and a lot of people who i found who have been kind of against this show it's more or less about oh it's you know juvenile dialogue and it's you know um uh stereotypes on this this and 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 everyone's let me not say that i think that it's good it's his art so that it's meant to be dissected and torn apart and you know flipped up and reversed and all that good shit uh i like it there's nothing that anyone probably can say to make me not like it. i like what i've seen so far again this is one of my favorite series i know some of the people who have had complaints just don't like rick remender's writing do not like him as you know a comic book creator um the show pulls very heavily from the actual graphic novel which i think they did a damn good job with um so kind of moving on marcus is a is recruited rather into king's dominion a secret academy for the deadly arts where he struggles to find his place amongst a community of the deadliest characters in the world literally fighting every day for survival it is in this struggle that he tries to find purpose and family in an unlikely group of outcasts, misfits who plan to use their skills to really change the world for the better by breaking every rule there is. You can't listen to that or read that synopsis and not be like, oh shit, you know, pump for it. Now, like I said, this show does premiere on the sci-fi um the program's creators were the russo brothers now they were responsible for the avengers and that big well-oiled machine and so i'm praying that they do a damn good job with deadly class i think that this show is very much harry potter meets wanted meets clueless meets mean girls like it's a hefty mix of this nostalgic space that you know us of a certain age (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well i think we'll really enjoy and everything you know is is circular so a lot of the style the musics and stuff that is in this show will be uh you know um reproduced you know on a larger scale people will be wearing these clothes and listening to this music and hell i've discovered some bands that i may have either known about by name known about by maybe a song here or there and people who i just didn't know at all and i think that's the beauty of a project like this um like i said a lot of the 
uh, upset and, and anger and disillusionedness and whatever as it pertains to the show has been people, you know, cutting it down for, oh, it's too dark. Oh, the graphics are this and oh, this and all that. And, I, you know, whatever. If that's how you feel, fine. I don't agree with any of that. I think this is a damn good show and I think everyone should be watching it. <laughs> what do you want here, Marcus? A reason to wake up? Tragedy will always find you. That won't change you. But how you respond to it will. Yeah, well, shitty things just happen. What's the response to that? I don't deny I was two when she and my wife were killed. The people I love most taken by the faulty brakes of our freightliner. My response? I found the drug-addled truck driver. Greedy owner who couldn't check the brake lines. The judge called my family's murder an act of God. They've won my first kills. So um, before getting into the episode, let's go over the cast. Now, the main cast, we have Benedict Wong as Master Lin, which in the comic, of course, physically and aesthetically, he looks very different. But I do like Benedict Wong playing this character. I loved him in Doctor Strange. I've seen him in Avengers. We all seen him for like, what, <laughs> a scene <laughs> before he dipped out. But I do like him. I like him in this series. And I like what we've seen from him so far. And I'm hoping that this, you know, makes it big and goes far because I think he's doing a damn good job. Now, uh, Master Lin is the ruthless, no-nonsense headmaster of King's Dominion. Benjamin Wadsworth plays Marcus Lopez Argrillo, and I know I've messed that up. My apologies, <laughs> which I know I am with these names. This is King's Dominion's newest addition and Saya's pledge. Lana Condor as Saya. She is the leader of the and I'm about to butcher this as well. Kuriko? Kuriki. Yep. I'll just put that in the show notes. <laughs> this syndicate and Marcus's sponsor. Maria Gabriela de Faria. And I think I said that right. I'm 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 half I'm like 89% sure that I said that correctly. Now uh she plays Maria. She is a member of the Soto Vatos and Chico's former girlfriend. We have Luke. Tenny as Willie. He's the leader of FWO and Marcus's best friend at King's Dominion. We have Liam James as Billy, a friendly punk rocker who is the son of a corrupt drug smuggling cop and Michael Duval as Chico. Woo! Ah, Chico. He is the leader of the Soto Vatos and Maria's former boyfriend. Oh, man. Okay. So this episode I think they did a really good job. The Russo brothers did a really good job at taking a lot of the first few episodes, first few issues of Deadly Class and altering them, tweaking them slightly and making them, uh, I guess, better. Not better. Not Well, the source material is good. And when I say better, it doesn't mean that it isn't that great, the comic, but they made it structured in a way that makes more sense for the TV series. 
Um, in a comic book or in a graphic novel, you can put as many characters as you want on paper because it's just you writing and you illustrating. For this, they kind of combine some characters, move some dialogue around. So there are things that, if you are reading the novel, are different from, you know, the uh, the, the are different in the show rather. And um, I do appreciate that because it is it's kind of subtle. Um, I'll say this much prior to doing the one minute reviews of Deadly Class, I deliberately stayed away from this series. This is one of my favorite series. So I'm sure you're like, oh, why would you do that? It's one of your favorites. No, because I knew the show was coming up and I'm not one to judge too harshly on a uh, video property from that's based off of a book. But. I said, I don't want to refresh. I want to go into this knowing that I like the series, seeing what the Russo brothers and Rick Remender and sci-fi are going to present me with, and then I'll kind of go back. But of course, I want to do the one-minute reviews, so I kind of broke that rule, but I, I will say I enjoyed it. And the things that were tweaked and changed were very subtle, and they made sense with the story. And all in all, I think I think that this is going to be a good series, if nothing but a good series, uh, season, excuse me. I think that in the book, there are a lot of players, a lot of people at play doing a lot of different things. And on screen, I don't know if that would have translated as well. Now, I would imagine more of these people will be revealed throughout the course of the series. But this first episode really got you the spirit, the aesthetics, which you would see when reading through this book i um kudos to the team the whole creative team over there now i will caveat that with this if there is anything in this show that is offensive anything in this show that is um crude and disgusting or inaccurate that i don't catch that's like example you know there is some derogatory words towards you know um i don't know latino people if it's something that I'm not catching, tweet me. Now, I will say this is sort of a kind of period piece, a revisionist history of the 80s. Uh, but I don't want to let I don't want to give this show be just because I like it. Any passes on things like that. So if you do hear something or see something that I maybe don't because I have a particular walk in life, I don't I am a minority, a but I don't have um, the lived in experience to know that all of the things that could be wrong. Uh, and then, of course, keep that in mind when you're watching it, what show you're looking at, because there is one scene in particular, really the opening scene where homegirl who is the like Nazi chick pretty much let Marcus know that, yeah, you're dead. We're coming after you with a bunch of swastikas on a piece of paper, like something like that is clearly it's meant to be racist. And I understand what it is, but it's not something that is, um, I'll say, um, it's problematic, but it's of the era and it's of the show. So if I'm, hopefully I'll make sense. <laughs> if not, tweet me still and then we can figure this out together. Um, so, yeah. So uh, Reagan Youth, this God, I'm at a I'm in this space where 
we got a lot of remakes, a lot of reboots of a lot of different things, especially Disney. They're, they've been doing this shit to us for years by just re-releasing the same movies, remastered, and then, you know, now being able to do it in live action. So we're getting a bunch of shit that's nostalgic, but it's like a repeat of the same thing. I think Pixar has done a good job over the years of creating original content, things that might not be for everyone, but it's clearly put some time and energy and effort into. I bring all that up to say this. It is so freaking exciting to see a book that I have been a fan of for so long, which premiered in January of 2014. I've been reading it ever since then, issue by issue, trade by trade, and to see it played out on screen. Um, even with all the criticisms that I've gotten, clearly my mind isn't going to change. But if you are someone out there who's listening, who is not a fan of Deadly Class, who is not a fan of this series, if you see things that you don't like, that you can pick apart or whatever, still tweet me. I'd love to have that conversation because there may be some things that I don't see. Um, but again, I haven't had this feeling since I was a kid, you know, being excited, going to see The Lion King, going to see Little Mermaid, going to see, you know, whatever Disney movie was out that summer. This, I was very, very excited and I was happy with what I see. Uh, King's Dominion looks very much like uh, whatever school, what is it, Bel Air Academy that Fresh Prince went to. <laughs> uh, Will Smith and Carlton went to on uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. That's what it looks like, the uniforms and all. Uh, but we open up with Marcus. Marcus is our protagonist. He's our new kid. He's our way into the story. And knowing... Okay, for me, I'm at a advantage because I've read the series um, and I know some of the things that are coming down the pipeline. But even still watching this, I was able to enjoy the story for what it was. I do remember back when I got the first couple issues, I was a little unclear as to why the police were after Marcus. Going back, watching the episode and then rereading, of course, he burned down this boy's home. So pretty much Marcus is an orphan. Uh, in California, San Francisco, California in the 80s, I believe 87 and he is yeah, 1987 and he is pretty much fucked up he's homeless he's running from the law because he burned down a boy's home where unspeakable things were happening to him and his fellow homemates, I'll say this story you can have sympathy for him because of the things he went through and you can recognize the stress and trauma of that. But then on the same hand, you kind of can be against him. Now, when Marcus burnt down his boy's home, he burnt it down with people inside. Like there were lots of lives gone. And I don't remember the exact number. If you do tweet me a C A pot <laughs> and uh, let me know. But I believe he, he killed a lot of the employees who were working there who were the bad guys, but he killed a lot of the young boys who were innocent, who were going through shit that he was going through. So though he is our intro character and he is the one we're supposed to be rooting for this show, much like the series is just, everybody is fucked up. There is nobody is normal. Well, I mean, what's normal anyways, nobody is regular. Everybody got some shit going on. And, uh, I like Marcus, but he is really fucked up. And I hope that we get to that later on in the season or as the seasons uh, come out. Uh, one thing I, I had kind of had in mind while watching this episode and thinking about the series, the graphic novel this show is doing things similar, the same, and very different. 
Um, as I said before, some of the dialogue has been switched around. Some of the characters have been moved around. But that being said, even though I've read the series, I wonder if we'll even go down that same road. Like, they'll probably stay true to the source material, but kind of deviate ever so often. And I wouldn't, just to kind of keep you on your toes, because though it is coming off of source material that's been around for the last few years, this, you, you want to have some surprises in there. You want to fuck some shit up. You want to keep the people, even the nerds, you know, like me, who have been on top of the series, you want to kind of throw something at us out, the, out of left field. Um, I would imagine that's what this show is going to do. If not, that's cool too, because all in all, the story, the graphic novel is really good. I don't believe in God, but I'm a hypocrite. Most nights I pray. I pray for a way out. Away from another institution. Away from another cage. When was the last time I felt like I belonged anywhere? What are you waiting for? Jesus Christ. Sorry. It's kind of a private moment. Marcus, are you satisfied with your life? What if I told you there's a home for people like you? A school where you'd be surrounded by your peers to master the deadly arts. Now, uh, getting to the different characters, one in particular I want to talk about is Maria. Now, watching her on screen broke my freaking heart. Uh, taking a few steps back, Marcus is fighting with a homeless dude who lives in this like tent community that he's in. He gets his shoes stolen. He gets you know beat up, get the shit beat out of him. He gets stuff stolen from him. Ultimately, he smokes a joint that is laced with angel dust. He's angry at Ronald Reagan because Ronald Reagan cut funding to, I guess, different programs. And so a lot of people in the, uh, don't know if I'm going to say this correctly, but psychiatric facilities were just flooded into the San Francisco streets. Now, like I said, this is a bit of revisionist history. I don't know the specifics, but wherever you land, Republican, Democrat, fan of Reagan or not, um, I think it's important to take what this show is giving you and... Of course, critiquing it because it's a piece of art is meant to be that, but also kind of accepting the world that that they're putting us into because it's it's to go out of your way to mention Reagan and the things that he's done, even if it's watered down or if the issues were a bit more complex than that for this show. It's a payoff or not necessarily payoff. There is a reason why they're doing and saying these things. So, again, I, I would hope that you wouldn't let that stop you from enjoying the show but whatever that being said he picks up a joint lace with angel dust 
we only know this because Ronald Reagan is on TV telling him in like this hallucinating state that, yeah, I told you don't fuck with them drugs, Marcus. That's lace with angel dust. And he runs, he being Marcus, runs right into a Day of the Dead celebration. Now, again, this is where we meet Maria for the first time. And oh my God, just reading the novel from so many years ago and then seeing this scene acted out was just oh, so dope. Then Willie coming up to him, oh, that, you know, they onto you, they got you. Uh, and every, seeing everyone help Marcus out. And I think that is something that if you're going to translate the book to a, a show, you have to get that scene right. And I think they did a damn good job with that. Uh, we get Marcus with a bag over his head in some like room, pull that shit off and you got the main cast. And I, man, it's just, huh, y'all, I'm gushing over this damn episode. Uh, but we go through this episode in the way that we go through the first graphic novel. You go to your different classes. You, you you get the feeling of the Harry Potter. You can see the Mean Girls lunchroom scene. You can see the uh, Heathers and Wanted and Clueless of it all. You can see a lot of these different genres or a lot of these things that came out of the 80s or 80s influence that you can like grab onto. And I really 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 like it there are some people in here who i recognize by face but i don't know their names uh there are i, th I think the cast the the students are a really talented bunch of folks and uh, i'm excited to see where they go from here uh one scene in particular i want to kind of discuss is the poison class scene with homeboy victor and petra now petra is this goth girl who's stereotypical golf girl black eyeliner messy black hair black fingernails black lipstick pale skin and victor is this very um colossus from x-men-esque character who's like a dickhead uh and he's like coming on to homegirl he's like oh you know here they call you golf and, and motherland or mother country we call you sexy some shit but he gets poisoned <laughs> and uh it's like some something that makes him shit. And so the poison professor stops him. He's like, you know, this motherfucker, Victor, you're going through this because he was arrogant, you know? And then Victor's like, I really have to go to the bathroom. And the professor's like, no, you sit in your shame. And he just like sits on himself. And it's so odd it is so disgusting but you know we're in this space where we know this isn't real this is supposed to emulate you know true life with this fantastical twist but oh my god but it feels like strip away the murder and strip away all of the that shit and it still feels like just a regular ass 80s movie or tv show god i love it uh going through we meet saya and her introduction on the motorcycle with the katana uh picking up marcus and saving him it was very reminiscent of the book uh I, eventually i'll stop <laughs> gushing over the book and focus solely on the show but uh they did a really good job one thing that i'm interested in because i don't i don't think they've done it but saya in the book is missing a finger no 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 her one or two of her fingers is cutting cutting down cut down like at the first knuckle, I believe. I don't think they're going to do that with this character in the series. But again, who knows? Who knows? They could go that route. Um, we get the <laughs> mean girl scene of the lunchroom. Who's who? And I, I like that. I just, 
all in all, I think this is a really good show. Uh, I think everyone should watch it. Um, we get that these are the coolest people you'll ever meet scene as well with Marcus and the Outsiders. But we learned that pretty much this is a school of assassins. This is a school where the top uh, killers and politicians and you know head honcho motherfuckers in the world this is where they send their kids to fuck shit up you got the the yakuza you got the um the street nwa type folks you got the uh dixie motherfuckers like the country redneck killers you got a lot and i like that yeah it could be shallow or stereotypical but with this being set in the 80s look at any program from back then look at like 16 candles now this isn't just a, or i'm saying this explains why this would be even if it's a bit stereotypical i think it still works because of the time it's set in um good show um aesthetically i like it um it's it's dark i'll say the show is dark not like oh in tone like it visually is a darker show um that was a critique of mine when it came to titans dc's titans um speaking of please go back in the carefree black nerd feed and check out uh titans hunt pop with me and my co-host shogun real shogun beats on twitter hit him up say tell him i said what's up use the hashtag titans hunt pot but uh, I think it's it's a dark show, uh, but all in all, I think it's good. I would love to see some folks cosplaying as King's Dominion's um, students because I definitely need to get my hand on one of those blazers. <laughs> and it also kind of looks like the Warblers, the rival Glee team, club, or whatever in the show Glee, where uh, Barry Allen Flash from CW's Flash, where he was a Warbler back in the day. Like, this is... Yeah, this comic book shit is is it's connecting us as a people. So, <laughs> so uh, Deadly Class, Reagan Youth, uh, principal casting for the pilot of the series was released by Sci-Fi back in November of 2017. This show has they've been working on this, and I think the end result is really good. Um, for those of you out there who don't agree, again, please tweet me. Use the hashtag ADCA Pod. I'd like to know. What is it that you don't like? Because clearly I'm excited for it and I don't want to um, be so one-sided. But shit, if you like it too, hit me up. Shit, we can talk about how good it is. Now, we run it. A critique of mine when it comes to Marcus. Marcus has a thing for Maria and she got a boyfriend named Chico. And every interaction that Marcus has with Maria, especially on campus, leads to him getting into it with Chico. And it's... Uh, the first kind of run-in that they have is kind of silly because Maria's like, okay, you know, do you have a gang? Clearly, he doesn't have a gang. You know this. And she's letting him know, you know, you got to stick with your kind, stick with your people. It feels like a very prison and high school type of situation. And Chico is just like slamming this guy against the wall, pulling out knives on him. Oh, you like Maria, hey? And it's, ah, it's, it's. My issue is that Marcus is being very hot-headed, but he, he's a kid, but he's being very hot-headed. Like, you're in a situation where you've accepted this life, this King's Dominion life, because you know you're homeless, you have nowhere to lay your head, you don't have a guaranteed meal every day, you don't have anything going for you, and 
this is the better of alternative. This is the lesser of two evils. This is the, the one space where you can get a, a little bit of peace. You also know that these people who kidnapped you and brought you here, where they were a bit friendly, you realize that they've been using you. They've been manipulating you to get you here. You realize that things aren't cut and dry. Everything isn't black and white, that there is so much drama and chaos here. And you also understand that you are on your own. You're an outsider. You're a rat. You're a mutt, whatever you're called. Why in the hell would you even think of bucking at Chico? Like, I just, it, it just, it makes no sense. I'm thinking like, why wouldn't you survey the lay of the land? You got five folks who you thought you would have been cool with your little, United Colors of Benetton as click outside of school. You get into school and you see that everybody has dispersed and gone their separate ways. I Maybe it's because I watch too much true crime and I've seen these prison shows and stuff, but I would be like, let me hang back, see how shit works here, then figure out how I'm going to jump into this pool if I'm going to go ride the wave or if I'm going to go against. Like, it's just... But again, he's a kid, you know, he's attracted to Maria and that's partly why he's fucked up. <laughs> but I don't know, po, po boy, he, he'll get it right one day, hopefully. Now, um, another thing, another scene that I really enjoyed was Marcus kind of leaving King's Dominion after uh, Chico roughed him up and... <laughs> Willie catching him outside, which is like, Willie's like maybe, I don't know, 15, 16. Why he got this big ass old school car? But whatever. So he pull up on Marcus, pull out a gun and say, get in the fucking car. You're going to help me complete this assignment. The assignment is you are to go out and kill someone, dispose of the body and come back and report back. Uh, the whole purpose is this is an assassin school. This is what you do. This is your homework. And within this this ride that Willie and uh, Marcus is taking they're discussing you know different shit apparently Willie is sleeping with the girl the Dixie chick blonde chick who got cracked in the face at the beginning of the episode um they discuss comics Willie is a fan of Dark Phoenix Saga he loves X-Men Claremont all that like I'm you know this is little shit that's like ah and uh Marcus threw in an indie comic that I am not familiar with and I forget the name but forgive me but I'm like just look at this like if you don't like the dialogue I just I don't see how you could not like this show but you know whatever different strokes for different folks uh now Willie is like look I need to get this great during the altercation with Chico Marcus pretty much let him know you don't scare me motherfucker you is a motherfucking privileged ass preppy um assassin dude with this whole clique me on the other hand I have nothing to lose I don't give a fuck and so Chico I think he kind of I think he kind of scared Chico and Chico was like he had the knife to Marcus's throat and he was like what would you if I just cut you right now Marcus said do it he pressed the knife up to his own throat he said and that was Though I was frustrated with Marcus and the way he handled Maria in that situation, that scene, I was like, okay, okay, I I like that. Because it's been the, the through line or the theme over throughout this whole episode that everyone knows what you did, Marcus. You burnt down that boy's home. Like they said, half the people are terrified of you and the other half want to try you. Uh, and with that knowledge, I'm still like, damn, why would you bucket Chico? You don't know how many, how far his reach is, but whatever. I digress. Uh, coming back to, uh, that scene with him in the knife up to his throat, 
Marcus told Chico, like, look, motherfucker, I, um, what did he say? I killed a man or I, um, I roughed up a motherfucker who pretty much talking about the homeless guy who was in his tent community who would always shake him down and take his shit from him. So Willie's like, you going to help me get this A. You're going to help me find this dude you was talking about. We're going to kill him, get rid of the body, and, you know, I'm going to get this A. What I do like, though it is something that I knew was going to happen, they get there, they being Willie and Marcus, to the tent community, and Willie can't kill the man. He can't kill him. He's telling him, like, my mom was the thug. My mom has me here at this school. I'm not the killer. I'm not this and that. I have to put up this act. And it's it's just, I think there's so much that can come out of this. And I do like that, though it's set in this very unusual time. Because I'm not from California. I've been a time or two, uh, but I'm not familiar. So, to me, he Willie is doing a good job at portraying somebody from California. He felt very much like, I don't know, Ice Cube to me. Now, you know, I could be wrong. If so, you California residents or frequent visitors let me know adca pod but i liked seeing him and i like seeing this hardened black boy who like you said i have to portray this i have to be now he's not soft and upset and scared he's more angry that you know i'm forced into being this thing that i don't want to be or that i didn't choose for myself and i I just, I really like that scene. And then him speaking with Marcus, who, though he's very light and kind of racially ambiguous, but still two brown boys talking, you know, about murder, but also speaking to a larger narrative that this is what is placed on me. You know, this is the life that I've had. This is the life that I've been through. And though this is some extreme TV show, you can't count out life imitates art and vice versa. You can't tell me that none of these stories that are going on in this show and just in the first episode are not similar or kind of sort of happening or adjacently happening to someone or have happened to someone. It's just, you, you can't, you can't make me believe that it's not. I mean, shit, just look at any teenage drama like a mean girls or like Heather's or like clueless. There's some shit that's ringing true from back in the eighties and nineties. But again, I digress. Uh, I think that this is a really good show. I'm confident that it is going to continue on to be a good series. Um, Though they could not kill the guy, the homeless guy chased Marcus and Willie to this gate. They couldn't jump it. They ended up, they, well, Marcus ended up killing this man, beating the shit out of him, taking out his anger and rage on this man. I think he did a really good job. Like, ah, and... There was the line where Willie's like, man, I, you know, I couldn't do this or about whatever. And <laughs> Marcus is like, well, you know, I'll come along and I'll do your work for you. And it's like, ooh, but, you know, you're also at school. You have to do some work for yourself, too. But it all in all, it was like a very touching moment. And I didn't think that we would get this realization that uh, Willie wasn't a thug, that he couldn't. I didn't think we would get that so soon. Um. But like I said, they've moved things around in the show where it's probably going to make sense. I don't see why it wouldn't. Uh, all in all, I did. I like this show. Um, as far as favorites, favorite characters, scene, and all that, uh, I really like Marcus. I really like Willie. Uh, but Maria would probably be the one. Mm, Maria's probably. Uh, I don't want to say she's my all-time favorite of this episode. Um, you know, I'd have to get back to you on that. 
I really I liked everyone in the cast. I think Maria did a really good job. She did acting within acting. <laughs> and I say that because, of course, this is a show. These kids are acting. But she also pulled out some things to kind of manipulate Marcus in a way that was, I think, a bit more subtle than how everyone else has been uh, kind of playing with him. And she pretty much let him know, I did this because I need you to kill him. I need you to get rid of him. Uh, and I, I, I like that. I like that. I like what we have here. Um Favorite scene was the entire episode. And I'm looking forward to seeing what happens on the next episode and the next and the next and the next. I believe this is a 10 episode season of Deadly Class. Um, So, yeah, so we'll go ahead and wrap up here. Thank you guys for listening. Let me know. How did you feel? Did you enjoy this show? Did you enjoy this episode? Do you look forward to seeing more of this? Um, If you're a bit older or familiar with you know, this California and the eighties, let me know, you know, does this ring true to the eighties? Does it at least feel like, or look like eighties or California in the eighties? If not, you know, I'd like to know that as well. Um, I don't know. I, I really like this show and I'm, I'm in it for the long haul. So bring it on sci-fi, bring on deadly class. So, um, yeah, so keep this conversation going, guys. Hit me up on Twitter, Carefree Blurred. Use the hashtag ADCAPod. Um, make sure you hit me up on Instagram, Carefree Black Nerd. Go to that IGTV and check out those one-minute comic reviews. Let me know, you know, if you found something you like, something I should be reviewing, something I should be reading. Hit me up. Um, all other social medias, it's Carefree Black Nerd. And if you like to email me, you have any ideas, any thoughts, any hey, yays, nays, good, bad, whatever, Tweet me uh, and email me at carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com. Now, with all that being said, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, I want you all to stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky, and stay the fuck away from King's Dominion because shit ain't what it seems. If you're that desperate and you a rat, just try to make it on your own because if not, you're going to be a killing machine. (laughs) All right, y'all. 